life. Some of that extra life. Oh, gotta love the extra life. Yes, yes. Gotta love yeah. the extra life. Love the extra life, people. And love you. Everybody out there. Hello. <laughs> really, soccer? <laughs> How is everyone doing tonight? What a wait time? We're, we're guessing weights? I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. I don't know uh, I didn't... mentioned weight. I weigh a number. That's about it. And that's all I'll give. That works. That works. Alrighty. Well, we all we we know the drill now. We're getting there. It's Tuesday night. Scuba and the Rye. We're gonna see what kind of fun we have. A lot of fun. A lot of excitement. A lot of things to talk about. Various things to talk about. Great cartoon, Q. Great cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my review for Scoop. Previous podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, that's always fun. Alrighty, so uh, I think uh, kind of the prelim we're going to talk about today is all the fun, but we'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get started on the uh, announcements first because you know got to do the thing and the thing. Thing and the thing. So first up, we're going to give a shout out and a thank you to Sirenscape for the background music and soundboards that we're hearing. Uh, we're going to be chilling in Troll Skull Manor. Uh, in this wonderful city of Waterdeep today. <laughs> um, if Check out Sirenscape for all the uh, different backgrounds and soundboards, and you can even make your own soundboards. We were just hearing over there from behind the screen about the ones that Realmsmith makes, so go check it out. Sirenscape. Epic music, epic games, perfect combination. All right. I uh, also want to shout out and a thank you to our community, because without y'all, we would not be here. We would just be shouting into the void, and we all know how much fun that is. I shout into the void every night. That's what I do. Hollowness, ness, ness, ness. You know, some people count sheep to go to sleep, but uh, yeah, I guess you go with what works. Uh, by all means, uh, follow, like, subscribe, uh, check out our content over on our YouTube channel, please. Uh, like, follow, su like, subscribe, share it out. Uh, help us uh, grow and get those uh, videos to recommend as recommended content for other people so we can continue to grow. Uh, wanna, yeah. So that's a great way to support the channel is follow, share, all that fun stuff. I had something else in my mind, but I kind of forgot what it was. So. Yeah. Drifting in and out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Extra Life. Extra Life bar. Yes, we're still going to do Extra Life. We've raised our goal to 2,000. Uh, so, and we're going to continue to make rewards for the D&D games because uh, we got one that's getting ready to start back up at the end of the week. Yep. Challenge Accepted is returning, and they are going to uh, off on a new adventure. Are you buffering? I hope not. It's it's a steady grain. The video is 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 jumpy a little bit. Oh no! Oh yeah, I kind of see that. Hmm. I'm gonna bump my quality down to 720 and see if that helps versus the audio auto. See if that makes it a little bit better. I hope so. Ah. Just 
jumping at buffering. That's always good. I downgraded my quality down to the 720p because that's what we broadcast at. So. Uh, we'll continue to monitor that and make changes if we need to make changes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're right, it does kind of look like we have googly eyes on his neck. You know. See, I'm wearing the glasses, and, you know, he's got the headphones, it's, so. It's, it's, it's my trait. The headphones are the trait. I guess that works, you know. But, yeah, uh, the Extra Life bar, as we were saying. Uh, also, throwing bits and whatnot is always a great help. Uh, do have something else want to talk about, and that is there is a community challenge out. Here on the here on the Twitch channel, uh, as you guys have been watching, uh, and as you watch many channels, you realize that a lot of them you get these little channel points that you can use to redeem, say, a highlighted message and whatnot. So recently, Twitch decided to do a thing where they could do community channel point challenges. I haven't. I have decided to throw one up just for giggles. Uh, it is a challenge to see if the community would like to like me to do another regular weekly show. Uh, it's roughly 100,000 channel points to achieve that. You can donate up to 2,000 points per stream. And if we do reach that goal within the next 30 days, then I will put forth a series of polls to the subscribers uh, over in our Discord so that they can help uh, refine and determine what that new show will be and when that show will occur. A uh, few, uh, few ideas here and there. Thank you, Mayflower. 4,000 points totaled. Keep it up. Great. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, if you guys would like me to see, like to see me do another show of some type, uh, go ahead and throw those channel points. The more the merrier. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure what it'll be. Like I said, though, if you do subscribe to this channel, you do get a and join our Discord. There is a subscriber section within our Discord, and that is where I will put the polls to determine uh, kind of what day, what time, what type of content, that type of thing. Uh, is there anything else I needed to do? See that? I think I got that. I think I got all the hit list. For the most part. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. Yeah, just rapid fire, rapid fire. Uh, yes, I know. I want to go to the activity feed. Uh, thank you for the bits. Uh, Zip. Dish pickles. Thank you for the bits from earlier. Uh, Professor Chili, thank you for the two-month sub, my man. Much appreciated, hey, sir. Subbing for us. Uh, if you do have Amazon Prime, you do have the option to subscribe to a channel each month with a free... Uh, it's now... Prime Gaming. I'm kind of with Hel Harris Heller on that. I, the, the name just doesn't roll off the tongue as well as uh, as uh, Prime. But anyways, you can do a monthly uh, Amazon subscription to a channel of your choice each month. If you have Amazon Prime, that's a great way to so show support to various Twitch channels. If you feel that we are worth your support. I hope so. Please? Oh, yes. Okay. Um... Doobly doos, doobly doos. Yeah, I think I got all the doobly doos. There's there's panels in the Twitch below. Drips and drops. Yeah, we got the merch stuff. I uh, got new stickers, new sticker model in. Uh, it's a uh, kind of fun there. Um, you can order those on the merch store, t-shirts, mouse pads, all that kind of fun stuff. 
uh, and a donate and a support button if you wanted to donate uh, donate to help us uh, grow and fund the channel for improvements and more cool things thank you to all that support we'll keep growing great new content oh yes very much um, yeah so let's talk about Baldur's Gate 3 people uh, did that, that that announcement came out today I did a yes. live stream to watch it that was a lot of fun um, I so excited. Uh, any of you haven't heard yet, Boulder's Gate 3's early access will become available on September 30th. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Thank you, Crystal, for the sub. Thank you. What is that? I wait till it catches up. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, thinking might actually jump in that early access and stream the early access a lot like we did with Call of Cthulhu where the chat will help me decide what I will do and how I will uh, proceed through the story. You can live vicariously through me, I guess. I will. I will. Oh, thank you for the uh, two months sub crystal. Cause I, 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 the early access for games are greatly appreciated. I know people like jumping in. But I want to go into the game fresh when it comes out, so I'll live through you. Oh, joy. <laughs> Just think about that. All right. Well, Dabbling in your mind. Well, while I was watching out all that wonderful Baldur's Gate 3 goodness, uh, Rai, you were uh, keeping your ear to the ground to the latest uh, from Gotham. What's our latest uh, news from latest Gotham? From Gotham, the word on the word on the gamer streets is is that at this. Uh, um, DC um, convention type thing that's happening over the weekend virtual of course um, that uh, WB Montreal is going to announce uh, more detail into the new Batman game and the new Suicide Squad game they're developing interesting nothing, else, nothing really out there other than just words and you know rumors but supposedly the new Batman game is going to be like a, um, a, a, a reboot of the Arkham series it might include the Court of Owls, um, and the Suicide Squad uh, might be facing off against Bizarro. So oh, now that's a twist. So that's a couple things out there. Not knowing who's going to be in the cast for Suicide Squad, but I assume more to come this weekend from that DC uh, virtual con thing that they're doing. All right. Uh, thank you, Sakura, for the gifted sub. Thank you. Alright, so yeah, Bizarro versus the Suicide yeah, Squad. That's uh, what I'm hearing through the, the gamer the gamer sphere and other gaming podcasts. So definitely going to be interesting to see. Not the Batman games, I know I'm going to love them, but it's the Suicide Squad, uh, Suicide Squad game that intrigues me. How they're going to implement it, is it going to be co-op based, is it going to be, you know, um, based in a world like Destiny or something. It's kind of curious, but WB Montreal and you know, did a great job on the Arkham's. So, yeah, they did. Uh, Arkham Origins, uh, all of them. Yeah, so much fun. I still have to play Arkham Knight though. I've seen that story a couple times, but I, I haven't actually played, played Arkham played Knight. Origins. That's the only one of the four I have not played. I played the other three though. Origins was a lot of fun. Actually, any of them are a lot of fun, but Origins Origins was yeah. very fresh compared to Arkham Asylum and Arkham and Arkham City. Yeah. All right, thank you for the bits, Ziff. Thank you. Always loving that bits. Always loving Share that support. People, help us feel good. Feel good. We got to turn right around and invest that into cameras and video games and more content to make it worthwhile. And you know that kind of thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> Alrighty, uh, so that's what we did today. What have you been up to the last few days, Rye? For me, the Rye guy has been busy with the various things. Um, of course, watching movies, playing Ghost, because that's life right now, and the greatness <laughs> of life is Ghost. More to come later. Um, popped in a new game I will talk about later. Leave it as a mystery to everybody out there. Okay, so we'll cover story. that in State of Game. Um, uh, Saturday, uh, we did, me and my girlfriend Angelica did a little trip to Ikea. A little bit of shopping. Uh, I tried not to spend, but that doesn't happen in Ikea. You walk around long enough, you'll find something to buy. Always, always. Um, it's the first time they actually had the 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 restaurant open since COVID. So oh, we wow. got to be able to eat there. So did get to eat the meatballs. Yummy, yummy. Um, <laughs> um, then there was a birthday party at my best friend's house on Saturday night. Lots of great stuff, great food. We had a make your own tacos. So that was great. Different meats, different, you know, vegetables, everything. And a lot of shots. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, every time I do tacos, I always do like a mixed meat oh, yeah. uh, variety because, you know, one is too bland. And I feel, I like when you mix like ground, turkey, ham, pork, all of it in there. It just adds more texture, especially because, you know, it balances out the, uh, the level of grease that you normally get with uh, beef. Oh, yeah. So there was a steak, chicken and beef and then various other you know ingredients to make it nice and tasty. All yeah. home. Uh, cooked so that's always a plus uh sunday actually spent the day with scuba um coming up with um a new story <laughs> on my no, novel. no 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 oh yes yes your novel not the yeah, uh, not we, that other thing no well my story <laughs> well actually we did i did talk about my novel with you yes you did um, which, we did uh i've downloaded the formats i decided to keep format of how i have the chapters so just to dive deep a little bit into my novel it's a romance novel it focuses on two characters, and I've decided to keep the format like the Game of Thrones format, where it's written from the character's perspective. So once I fit it into the format that I need to publish it, it'll probably take a couple weeks, and then I will let y'all know where to buy it. So, and then also, um, trying to finish this uh, lovely biography of one of my favorite singers, Elton John. Uh, me, by Elton John, I'm halfway through it, and this nice. has been a thoroughly enjoyable read and it's a different kind of biography because he is completely open and honest and raw in this book he is a it's a telltale of everything so it you, you, you get to learn about everything i mean of course um <laughs> uh of course uh, you know you, there's the drug use and all the stuff but there's some uniqueness in some of the things he had to go against in his life and the last few chapters i read was interesting because it takes place of a lot of the stuff that he had to deal with in the 80s, including when he lost his voice. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully finish it before school. And also started doing some orientation stuff for graduate school. That's lovely and monotonous at the same time. So, <laughs> that's pretty much what I have. I said wait for it in front of a bunch of people. Oh, I'm always singing and dancing at my friend's part, especially after a few shots. So, you know, it happens. Yep, yep. Sooner or later, we'll be doing that thing where we go someplace and there'll be a karaoke, and next thing you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, stick me in front of karaoke and a few drinks. It's it's game time. So. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's see. What have I been doing? I have actually, oddly enough, been playing a lot of video games. <laughs> yes, I have finally weared you down. Wear me down. Oh, uh, okay. 
the last couple of weeks I've been just wanting to break my normal routine. So I decided to break the routine and try something new and something different and spent the night spent the night playing multiple video games, which we'll get into in state of game. And then of course back to, you know, the daily. Um I will get that in state of game, but just in the prelim, uh, I played three games this week. Uh, it was War Grove, Fall Guys, and went back to Call of Cthulhu and got quite a bit further in than I was. So we'll get into that. I won't leave you hanging. Just like, you know, there was that thing we did on Sunday with the thing. We're going to talk about that. Oh, that thing. Sunday. Yes, that pizza. thing. Oh, Forgot yes, the white pizza. pizza. The white pizza. Well, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Soccer is already mad at us because we're making her hungry, and we don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to make her hungry unless we can also provide her some food. Because you know that would be that would be mean if we didn't give her some come, food. If you're in the area, you ever want to come? I'll take you to my favorite pizza place and get you the white pizza. Beyonce, really good, really good. <laughs> Shoot, there's so many different places we could go if anybody if we ever did a hangout. Yeah, white pizza is very good. I am an I am an encyclopedia of restaurants, so it's just a matter of what cuisine. Boom, boom, boom. We're there. Yeah, the friends you always want to have. You want to have a friend who's medical, you want to have a friend who's good with law, and you want to have a friend that's a foodie. Because then you've got all the bases covered. Uh, Scuba never gets starved around me. <laughs> Dude, look at me. I could go with some starving. <laughs> Skidoosh. <laughs> and that's it for the night. Goodbye, guys. <sighs> all right. Where was I? games uh games uh, games of plenty yes, yes games of plenty um going through and talking about s some stuff planning for games wise uh playing video games you know um my son went back to work so had to do the whole had to take him to and from and spent the large chunk of the weekend watching D, &D streams uh D, D beyond was celebrating their third year anniversary Ooh, hoo, 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 hoo. And so they had a couple of charity games, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, an all cleric, an all artificer, and then an all paladin party. So yeah, those were great. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. The other stuff I'll talk about when we get to state of game. And with that, if there's nothing else, then we will kick off our movie reviews for the week. Movies, and maybe something extra. See, you always got to tease like that. This is the episode of tease right now. Episode of tease. Well, you know, we need an assistant. So why don't you tell us about The Assistant? Yes, uh, The Assistant is a new movie. It's a new indie thriller film um, that is available on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you can get access to it for free. So The Assistant is a film that follows um, Jane, played by Julia Garner. Um, and she is an assistant to a powerful executive. Um, what the movie focuses on is, uh, is on one specific day, uh, when she's doing her daily duties. And then during her normal routine, she starts to get thrown off by some, some sinister motives and things she starts to unravel that's underneath the company's facade. So in this one day, she comes across a crossroads of, should she decide to reveal the truths that are, that are really bad that's happening in the company or keep just staying steadfast in this job so she can progress into her career. Um, 
like I mentioned, this film is basically an indie thriller. So what you have is an outline that takes the day in the life scenario and combines it within a workplace environment. So it focuses in one place and you're in an office and the direction of this film is very simplistic. It's not a lot of forced exposition or elaborate um, storytelling. Everything is focused on visual cues and subtle interactions that Jane has with her co-workers at this movie production company in New York City. So the daily routine is the foundation of the film. So in the beginning, I can tell you that it's a slow burn. So if you're not a fan of slow, methodical paced films or things that aren't just overtly explained to you, you might be thrown off at first. But the thing is, is that Jane is the eyes of the audience. And what I mean is, is that when you are watching her go through her daily tasks, everything is not explained. And they're just subtle things that you pick up when she's answering the phone, escorting vi uh, visitors to other rooms, you know, printing paper for other people in the office and her boss. And what the slow burn is that every little thing that she does is a layer of misdirection. So as she goes through her daily routine, you start to pick up on the gossip, on the things that are happening in the office, on the stuff that is happening with the main executive. And then based on that, you start to piece things together and whatever, what the dull situation and the dull scenarios that are happening in this office becomes an actual actualization of the dark under underbelly of this company. Um, so once the layers of truth start to uh, come out, um, it leads to a self-discovery of her character within this working environment. So that's when the methodical approach pays off because then that thriller aspect kicks in in the second half. So all that monotony and all her interactions with, um, with her co-workers and certain individuals get even more intense just because she's left out on an island on figuring out should she progress in her career um, in the movie industry or should she reveal the truths that she's starting to unravel. And just that subtleness in those the visuals and just the interactions of each scene, you're on the edge of your seat, but it's all caused by just the unraveling of the situation. And that's where the greatness of this film lies in, is that it doesn't have to rely on bombastic detail or over-exaggerated CGI. It's just the, the direction uses the office life to dictate how emotions can range from, you know, uh, somber to extreme and then back to relief once she ends her work day. Um, so just to bring it uh, around is that once you hit the climax, it's a twist of fate, but it's also a reflection of just how the office environment can go from one extreme to the next. Any questions, Scuba? Any interest? Questions? Anything? Um, sorry. I... For a moment, I have to be distracted. There's all okay. this talk of there was all this talk of pizza. Oh, I see. And and job, you know, <laughs> a great great movie, Ryan. Great movie. Was, there was this pizza. Oh, pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so back. Well, maybe I should help assist with this pizza delivery. Oh yeah, all this kind of pizza stuff. <laughs> I would say buffalo pizza with blue cheese. But uh, back to the topic at hand, which is the assistant. Um. Where can I find this movie? Uh, this movie is available on Hulu, for so you can watch it for free on Hulu. Um, okay. I think you can you can also rent it on Prime for five ninety nine. So if you wanted to rent it and watch it on Prime, you can. Oh, if it's on um, Prime, it's probably also on yeah. Uh, Apple. Yeah, and like 
you are just basically you're living this life with her uh um and uh the actress um you might know her from uh ozarks so anybody that's familiar with ozarks will recognize the lead actress she plays uh ruth langmore um and she is ruthless in that show and seeing her in this role just shows the potential of a great actress because she's very subtle subdued very uh you know somber and just kind of innocent within this environment because a lot of the stuff that is happening i don't want to give away and mm. too much because it, it you watching it and watching things unfold is what brings out the thrilling aspect in the monotony of a workplace environment so so, uh, so basically this is a movie about the what we all go through in an office no it's 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 a characterization of of um it's a characterization of when you're faced with certain issues will your career outweigh the the underbelly that is happening at the company so you're at that crossroads and when she hits that crossroads she wants to achieve something by being at this company so she has to decide will she withstand all this darkness or reveal everything and then everything come crumbling down upon so okay so what's the rating we're going to uh, give this one overall i said that this film is basically a film that does a delicate balance between simple storytelling and hard-nosed thriller um, this film is for anyone that loves slow burn character studies. So if you are a fan of those, it's available on Hulu. You can rent it on Prime. You can check it out. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I think it would be worth seeing at the theater as a matinee. If it was okay. Out, so. Okay. I was I, just thinking, was is this, uh, compare this to like The Firm? Um, it's been a long time since I've seen The Firm, but if I remember correctly, it, it can parallel to that, but it's just not as dramatized as that because... Okay. You, when you're when you watch the first 15 minutes of this film you're just kind of trying to figure out what is actually going on what's the meaning what's the purpose but the the meaning and the purpose is you know following jane through these routines and then everything just coming to head okay yeah i can give you a hint no no i'm not even gonna no do no do don't we don't do spoilers not a spoiler but something that might intrigue you about it but i'll talk and say that later okay Okay, we can we can we can probably circle the back on that. Okay. So I, I think you would appreciate the way that this film was told. Uh, scuba. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. I. They're still we... talking about pizza in there, man. Oh yeah, like pizza's the best. Yeah, nothing. You can never go wrong with pizza. I mean, come on. Not... Um, I'm hungry and I want a variety of food groups. I'm going to order a pizza with a bunch of vegetables and meats on it. Then I get a variety. Just, yeah, that is true. Nothing can never go wrong with pizza, but it's not in my top three of my favorite foods. So Yeah, well, you know. I'm weird. No, you're not. Okay. You're just you. Yes. Weird is a, weird weird. Is a, weird is a characterization people give other people. It's not yes. ourselves. We I are just me. You were just you. So now we could talk about some state of game. State that game. Da, 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 da. All righty. Uh, state of game. First thing we talk about is all the games we're playing and what we're involved in. I got some doozies for you later. But uh, first, we're going to start off with video games. And since I've got a bunch of D&D stuff to talk about later, I'm going to start with the video games I've been playing so I can take a break. And then Ryan can talk about the video games he's playing, and then we'll come back and we'll start talking about D&D stuff. All right. So, uh, let's let's start with, uh, I was playing, I, 
I pulled up a stream last week and I did, I put out a poll on the Discord through the subscriber chat uh, about which of three games to sit there and stream and play just for something different to do. Uh, I got gifted a copy of Wargrove, which is a, like a 16-bit turn-based uh, RPG style game. Uh, it's very, it's a lot like if you're familiar with playing uh, Shadowrun or XCOM or some of those uh, RTS style games where you have defined movement, you can go and turn based, which was, wasn't too bad. I mean, the game, it does take a while. So it, I found that if it was going to stream, then I want to make sure there's an active conversation going on in chat. So kind of wait for while the uh, turns were going um, after that. I booted up Fall Guys because I got I picked up a copy of that on recommendation, and yeah, what I don't know why. I've heard that name before. It's gosh, how can I put this? It's one of those games where there's really no skill needed. Your okay. controls are the arrow keys and the mouse to warn your look your point of view and the space bar to jump but you literally get in a mass lobby of like 60 people and you try to run through this wipeout style uh obstacle course and try to get to the other side to progress to the next level it was frustrating it was funny it was silly it was stupid and i don't know why i got sucked in playing for two hours straight i really don't that sometimes that happens with a simple game. <laughs> oh, a, this looks like all I have to do is do this, and then 15 hours later, and you get I to wear these. Fifty-eight, and you get to wear these silly little costumes. I mean, it was just a riot, it and it was one of those. It's like at one point, as the chat can attest, I was sitting there going, "Why am I doing this to myself? Why? I don't get it. Why?" Is this on Game Pass? Uh, no, this is actually on Steam. Uh, you can get the full game with the season pass for like $30 on Steam. I could log into Steam right now and look at it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of people streaming it. Uh, Shadow Mains did it a little bit. Uh, so I found it, it was just funny. It was silly, silly kind of funny. Just kind of one of those, hey, I'm going to kill some time, so I'm going to play this. And then we moved into Call of Cthulhu. And Call of Cthulhu was... Uh, one of those I started playing and you know, chatting with the chat and six hours later we were logging. It was like at midnight and I was like, okay, uh, we're going to take a break here and we'll pick this up again. And the intention was to play it again Saturday night, but then there was all the D and D beyond streams and the call of Cthulhu are D and D games. So never kind of got back to it. Oh, oh, that sucks, Jello Jelly. That sucks. But I feel your pain. You can get right up on there, and then it's like, oh, you've been eliminated. What? Oh, it's free on PS4 this month. Yeah, I. I think it's free on PS4. Yeah, I gotta go download it. Yeah, hurry up quick before the end of August. I got time. <laughs> you got time. But uh, Call of Cthulhu was probably the most fun. Uh, we got past where I was stuck during the 24-hour stream and just kept going and things just kept getting weirder. And, and it was like we had this one boss fight 
with this creature and it's like you walk into this room and you you tour the room before you go to the painting at the center of the room and in the room there's all these cases with all these daggers and then you activate the painting and then you have to figure out which dagger kills the creature so you have to avoid the creature and then figure out which dagger in this two rooms full of 15 cases with a dagger in each one and you got to figure out which one's the right one and then try to race the deem the creature to the painting so you can stab the painting mm, that's a lot of a, a lot of a twists there I, it was it was repetitive i get so it's like i get a dagger i stab the painting and no it doesn't work i get it <laughs> finally it's just like i urgh. but uh yeah we went through and then we i think we're probably two-thirds of the way through i hear there's multiple endings to this so i really want to cure i'm really curious which ending i'll get so be interesting i like games that always have different endings because then it gives you a reason to want to go back and the worst part is is it if i had known that before playing i probably would have started creating like a rubric to sit there and plot out i made this choice at this juncture and but I think I will be, I'll get through, I will complete, I will get whatever uh, ending the chat helps me pick based on, because I get, when I'm playing, I let the chat make the choice on which way I go on the decision trees and we'll see what we get. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, that was lots of fun. Uh, I, th I will get back to Call of Cthulhu this week to play some more. So I do know that that is coming. Um... <sighs> Yeah, I'll talk about D&D stuff. After you, tell us about what you've been playing. What I have been playing. Yeah, well, what you've been playing. Obvious, you obviously have been doing one. something. Oh, yeah. The obvious one is Ghost. Ghost of Tsushima. I've been playing that a lot and a lot more. And I've been progressing slowly in the main chapter. But also, I've been venturing out, um, doing some other missions. So one of the missions that I am currently trying to complete, because I like dueling, is the Six Blades of Kojiro, and that's the one where you have to duel five different swordsmen before you face the main swordsman. Um, the last, I've already killed three of them. The third one gave me trouble, um, really gave me trouble, but I managed to get him after like five attempts. Um, the other thing out there is that I just love just I just love traversing the world. So, just uh, you know, traveling the world, you'll just come across like a random farmstead and then save some farmers, or you come across a random box den, or you come across uh, come across just a random item that you might need that'll help you out, you know, leveling up. But the one thing that I did do is progress the main story a little bit more, and doing that uh, got my adrenaline pumping through one of the missions, and it was topped off when I unlocked. The ghost stance for uh, a Jinsakai. And that ghost stance had me going whoo when I was uh, running around a month. So just uh, for those that don't know, the ghost stance is the next uh, level of your skill, skill that you can unlock. And basically what it does is that when you activate this stance, it's for a short time. No one can attack you. You put fear in the eyes of your enemy and everything turns into a one-hit kill and when you kill them the screen goes red like a true like samurai film so it's pretty beast so yeah that's pretty awesome um and also i decided to there was a game i was looking at just following and that was um getting um 
you know, Kickstarter crowdfunding and all this stuff called CrossCode. Um, it's a 2D action role-playing game. Um, it is available on Xbox Game Pass for free, but I wanted it on Switch, so I purchased it on Switch. And just just playing just the first few minutes of this game just got me hyped, and it's going to be a super time sink because it's a it's a it combines this 16-bit Super NES graphics with fast-paced combat action system. So it's like uh, like a fast-paced Witcher, but in a 2D realm to me. But you play a mute character by the name of Leia, who plays in a fictional MMO MMORPG world known as Cast Crossworlds. And basically it's like a Westworld kind of thing. And she's lost her memories, so you're going to have to play through it so you can regain your memories and try to figure out the actual player that is stuck in this character. So I'm looking forward to progressing through that story. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's a it's a two D action RPG and hmm. it is fast paced and it's fun. So and it's puzzle based too. So there's a lot of puzzles you got to solve. So. Speaking of puzzles. Speaking of puzzles. What puzzles are we solving? Uh, we are talking about how I have now officially backed two different Kickstarters. Uh, the first one I backed was the for the latest Dwarven Forge uh, setting. Yeah. And the one I just backed more recently, within, like, I think yesterday, is a Kickstarter for Mithril Armory's Perplexing Puzzles. Mm. So I am so excited about that. Uh, what was, what was the name? Are you talking about which game Rai was just talking about that he backed on Kickstarter? Uh, also note guys you can put a uh, question in all caps and then a question and it'll come to a feed that we can look at so we can answer questions throughout the stream or anything at the end uh we'll do a q a so yeah about that so yeah kickstarter mithril armor's kickstarter just launched perplexing puzzles back that and then uh dwarven forge just launched a new uh terrain set so back to that to get a couple of sets of unpainted uh, terrain pieces. So that should be fun. But anything else game-wise you've been playing, Rai? Um, Thank you, Shad. You are awesome. Any any other games that I've played? Um, no. Uh, every time I pick up my Switch, I always play a little bit of Torchlight 2 just because I love that game. I just love it. <laughs> but it, it, it's almost like muscle memory. Switch, Torchlight 2. Switch, Torchlight 2. You know what you should do? You should get another game. I hear there's this game called Animal Crossing for Switch, and I hear it's a lot of fun. Yes, I know, and I would lose my life and everything in the world because that game would be a super time sink. Not to mention all the 40 million other games that I am time sinking in randomly, but yeah, I am avoiding it for a reason. I've seen all the posts from my cousins to close friends that are playing that game and that's literally when they're done working or done doing whatever, that's what they do is Animal Crossing until they sleep or even take away their sleep. <laughs> so, um, I know it's a fun game. I have a very similar game on the Switch that that is like that. Uh, Stardew Valley. Oh, so I yeah, do. Yeah. So I have a familiarity with Animal Crossing with Stardew Valley. So if y'all like Animal Crossing, Stardew Valley is a good option too. Um, yeah, I just don't want to. I know I saw a promo just today 
on the YouTube feeds, there's a new Minecraft update where they introduced Jurassic World to Minecraft. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, what? You brought dinosaurs to Minecraft as like the beasts that wander around? I am so there. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm running around with the dinosaurs. So, all right. Um, if you're good on that, then I guess I can get into some of this D and D conversation. Roll them dice. Got to roll it. Uh, the dice are over there by you, though. So we'll worry about initiative later. Yeah. Uh, legendary creature, I'll take initiative. So moving on. So a couple of D and D things I was doing uh, last week for Realmsmith, I hosted a game session for the Realmsmith Discord story. That was a lot of fun. Um, the thing I want to talk about from that, aside from my players are awesome and so gracious and so kind, and I had a lot of fun, is I want to talk about the creature that I created for that encounter that I never got to use. So frustrating. <laughs> so I'm going to shift over real quick. And I want to talk about this. Now, I do a lot of D&D Beyond for my dungeon prep, adventure prep, uh, all of that kind of thing. So what I did was looking at this party I was going to have and looking at their strengths and weaknesses, not getting too nitpicky on the details, but, you know, a kind enough bit where I could sit there and say, OK, well, this is their average level. This is how. Uh, most likely they are to hit, how most likely they are to deal damage, what's the average amount of damage they may do. Looking at that and looking at what I was asked to put, pit them against. And I felt what, and what I was asked to pit them against was just your average run of the mill scarecrow, which has an AC of an 11, roughly 30 some odd hit points and is impervious to non-magical attacks. That's nice. But when the party does an average to hit of like 14, it's pretty much a guaranteed it's always going to hit. So I'm left with deciding one of two ways to make it a challenge for the party. I could run the rule of attrition, which is I put wave after wave after wave. And that was it until that kind of whittled down or I could do something interesting and give a and make a legendary light type monster that would make the that it would be a smaller number of enemies, but they were more difficult to deal with. So I came up with the Scarecrow Overseer. Now, as I was developing this farm farmhouse, I was thinking, you know, scarecrows are made by hags. And they trap evil spirits in the in, in to formulate scarecrows in the hags, or the hags formulate scarecrows by trapping evil spirits of demons and devils and things like that. So I pictured that this farmhouse was probably run by a very nice family. They were so nice, and then uh, a coven of hags moved in and took over the farm. And they needed to work the fields to gather to gather the the crops and whatnot. So they decided to uh, start creating scarecrows. And as such, they needed to create a scarecrow overseer who would be the principal person in charge. Well, then the hags left the farmhouse, presumably to go start a bakery somewhere in Barovia. Who knows? But the scarecrows are going to operate like any construct on the last orders they were giving. 
So I had come up with the Scarecrow Overseer. This is a picture of what he looks like. It's so creepy. <laughs> but what we'll talk about is the fact that in D&D Beyond, you can do home homebrew creations. And I decided to create this overseer. Now, the nice thing about this overseer to me is I made him a large creature. I increased his reach from five feet to 10 feet. And I gave him a scythe. I dived into the old school D&D books and found the stats for a scythe, brought them forward and recreated them for this creature. And then I gave him a couple of uh, legendary abilities, like he can summon swarms of ravens and, and move them from target to target. He's essentially the command and control element for scarecrows. Oh, and each turn he can summon a scarecrow within 120 feet to sit there and bring that, bring those, uh, to bring them to bear. Now this session was designed to be like the movie alien where, or the, or, or somewhat in aliens where when they first enter the hive and they're kind of moving through and it's like, they don't, they know something's kind of odd, but they don't know what it is. And then to add to creep factor, nope, not these guys, players do what players do. And I've always said, you can have the greatest plan in the world until a player gets rolls the dice and then you just chuck that plan out the window <laughs> because this lot i love them to death i love my players i always love my players but this lot i kid you not walked into the cornfields saw the overseer in the center of the field and was like eldritch blast <laughs> what <laughs> i mean seriously all they did was eldritch blast and it's like yeah it hits and just like in aliens when they killed that little chest burster and woke up the entire hide that's what they did they woke up this entire field of scarecrows and they just started descending on the party it was a riot yeah they were said they're ready to fight <laughs> <laughs> well here's the thing about here's the thing about when you want to run a session when you have a session with a lot of players and you have a and you have a time limit 12 players and all those creatures that was a 22 line initiative so it took us a bit to get through three rounds which was proof that in three rounds they wiped five skeletons five scarecrows and a swarm of ravens with little to no difficulty <laughs> go big or go home yeah pretty much <laughs> <laughs> just terrorize it all tear it down people <laughs> <laughs> you're right no plan survives contact with the players not reality with the players because i had set up the scene with cornfields to give cover and concealment to the scarecrows to make hitting them more difficult i had positioned auras to where i knew when players got within 30 feet and they could use that terrifying gaze to sit here and get them to be pet be paralyzed with fear i had all this setup, this great map, these great opportunities. Eldritch Blast. <laughs> and then papers go flying. <laughs> Flip tables. Fine, whatever. Whatever works. In the end, though, I think the players had fun. From what they've said, they had fun. I had fun regardless. And now I have some experience in building some higher level, more higher level creatures to play with uh, some future endpoint 
So I just wanted to start that off. <laughs> oh yeah. We're going to go back to the just chatting and then we'll talk about some of this other stuff. Just chatting with you. Alrighty. Uh, next thing for creation is uh, my, is the a team D and D group met this Sunday and it started their descent into Undermountain for okay. Dungeon of the Mad Mage. And they started on floor one and they had negotiated a hireling. Now, the nice thing is the uh, the Dungeons and Dragons Essential Kit, which has the adventure Dragon of Ice Spire Peak and some other things, has a uh, section in there for sidekicks as well as rules to run a D&D session one-on-one, -on -one, as opposed to the traditional table format. And I, they had all that published in my head. This The A-Team has negotiated a, a sidekick to travel with them into Undermountain. Okay. They're a bit lopsided as a party. They don't really have a lot of support characters. Got a lot of damage, but not a lot of supports so and a lot of healing. And, you know, when you go dungeon crawling... Healing is very important. So I made a sidekick character for them. He's a Furbog Cleric. Uh, he has one Druidic spell, which is Mold Earth, because Furbogs are natural Druids. And there's something. What's that? What's this? Anyways, uh, so they made him and they got into a couple of fights and found a revenant to team up with in the uh, and totally forgot about their sidekick. So we'll see what happens on the next session. Isn't a whole lot more. I mean, they laid waste to a bunch of goblins and a couple of hobgoblins. I mean, it was or bugbears. It wasn't too bad. Uh, our orc uh, barbarian didn't get a chance to do much of his uh, smashy smash. Unfortunately, because every time a creature will run away, the art, the. Oh, thanks for the follow. Thank uh, you. Our orc didn't get a smashy smash because every time he wanted to chase down a character, a creature, our ranger lined up, fired the bow, one shot, one kill. <laughs> so, but. And then, of course, we can talk about Challenge Accepted. Season two. Season two. Season two. When does this come about? Uh, season two is going to start on Saturday. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, season two is happening. Uh, that is the other reason you came over on Sunday is we were discussing our episode layout for yes. Challenge Accepted season two. I helped Scuba plot out some ideas for that and beyond. Got a new NPC character, got a new world of world, world element that we'll be introducing. Uh, nice thing is it will trickle over into a, another project uh, that I'm working on. And I wanted to take a moment and talk about season two and season what two. we're planning for season two. Uh, right now I have four cast members. I have... One moment, I'll pull them up so I can talk about the races and do a quick, uh, quick looky look. But uh, I decided to go again, diving back into the old school modules and the old school lore, because you know they want this 
came about because we wanted some people wanted to run Curse of Strahd. Now, I'll be honest, Curse of Strahd is a great module. It's a great module. It's one of the one of the essential modules I think of any D and D thing. What did you say? Oh, TPK plan. I don't plan TPKs. How many times I gotta say that? I don't plan them. <laughs> I don't. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you don't know me. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> Good night, Sakura. And I did see your message. Yes, we could probably totally run an encounter session if somebody wants to run an encounter session to go against my scarecrow overseer. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So for our cast, we have a human paladin named Titus Lightbearer. We have Torvos the Other. A Minotaur fighter. 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 No. Fighter. Not fire. Fighter. fighter not fighter, fire. Fighter. Anyways. We have Pearl of the Astral Plane. Very cool. Our Tabaxi Monk. Oh. And then... I'm going to have to ask about this name change because it sounds like you've... Is it... It, it's Y-L-V-I-A. It's a Livia? I'll just say Livia. Livia Arthras, who is a elf cleric. So this is our group of uh, adventurers. <laughs> I... Don't disagree, Jelly Jelly. Uh, Curse of Strahd was my first module I dungeon mastered in Dungeons and Dragons. Hmm. Uh, I've previously taken stuff and wrote campaigns with it and things like that. I spent a lot of time doing rifts and whatnot, but Curse of, uh, Expedition to Castle Ravenloft for 3.5 was the first Dungeons and Dragons D&D uh, where I was the dungeon master and really kind of cut my teeth on it. Sure, Candy. I have to get you there with our prismatic spray. <laughs> a little bit of Tasha's hideous laughter to go with that. Oh. Tamazar's Toll of the Dead. Yeah, we're going to have a party. Party time. Anyway, so... <laughs> what was I saying? So here's our, here's our cast of characters. And originally I wanted to do a Curse of Strahd run. Curse of Strahd is great. I'm not never going to say anything bad about it but what i'm going to say is it's kind of saturated there's a lot of groups running curse of strahd and considering challenge accepted uh is all is part of another community that is currently having an active curse of strahd run yeah i wanted to expand a bit go beyond yes a bit. just a go beyond bit. just a little bit so for those who may not be aware curse of strahd uh, Ravenloft was one of the first expansions for Dungeons and Dragons released in the in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. So, and it Ravenloft was originally a campaign setting, a lot like uh, Greyhawk, Forgotten Realms, uh, Dragonlance, half a dozen others. So it had a bunch of. It was a much larger area with a lot of different countries, cities, regions that you could go and explore. So I wanted to go old school, 
because in later editions they kind of shrunk uh, Ravenloft down to be just the Valley of Barovia, and then in three five, if you look at the map for Barovia in three five, it's literally the village of Barovia, Tesser Pool, and Castle Ravenloft. Uh, there was some ruins in the woods, but that was pretty much it. And then 5th edition expanded it to where we get Mount Gracchus, we have the Abbey, we have uh, Valaki, Kresk, all these different cities and all these other locations within the map. But it was also, there There was more. So uh, as I said, uh, la I think it was last week, last week, the week before, uh, went to a local comic shop who had a large variety of old school second edition Ravenloft materials, and I found a few bits of inspiration. Yes, you did. So we're going to be running one of those bits of inspiration. Now we are they. I will say because it's not too much of a spoiler that the party will have to go to Barovia before they can move on. They have to find information. And the gateway is going to be Barovia. So we will be going to Barovia. There's a possibility of hearing rumors about other stuff happening in Barovia at the time. And then kind of moving on from there. But uh, planning for 10 episodes. And then we'll take a little break. And then probably come back to Saltmarsh to see what shenanigans that crew has been up to. Or kind of go from there. Um We'll see how it is, but Ryan and I were planning some of the overarching story and discussion with uh, what the party's going to be doing, uh, some new character creation, the uh, new element that I don't want to tease too much, but it will roll into something else I can tease about. What was that question? I had to get sucked into the into the filter, right? I uh, know, because it wasn't all caps, but... Shouldn't have to be. Anyways. Oh, we do have some in there. Yeah. yeah oh, no. Uh, professor says he wants to try to join in if you want an extra character. Uh, We will see how that plays out. Let's see. Uh, can't you use the map of the old Ravenloft and transform it to 5th edition? Uh, I will, but... Keep in mind, uh, old school Ravenloft was not the Valley of Barovia. That was just a place in the old school Ravenloft. And as much as I would love to, I would love to have the original box set for Ravenloft to kind of work with. Um, maybe not a house, maybe a windmill. I heard there was a windmill that burned down in Barovia recently. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe an attack on a on Velaki. Who knows? We'll find out. I don't know, people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I do have some maps and whatnot. Yep, heard a rumor. Heard lots of rumors. <laughs> do 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 do. So yeah, we got four cast members right now. I kind of wanted to bring it down. I may add a fifth. We'll see how the story goes uh, from there. Uh, but yeah. Oh, and I will tease. I'll do. The, I'll just start teasing this now. There's another game coming. There is. There is. That game will come on September 5th. 
September 5th, we will have another game, Join the Roster. So this is aside from that community challenge I was talking about. This game is coming up. And if you watched the 24-hour stream, then you might have a clue what's coming on September 5th. Oh, season one, the house burned down. Oh, yeah, that they did. Why is with parties burning down the house? Hey, you know, people like to mess with matches. So it's just in the innate ability of humans and body. Fire is the key to it all. Got to burn uh, everywhere they go. They got to burn down the house. <laughs> Burning down. Oh, see, now I got the song in my head. Burning down the house. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 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 we like to have fun we want to have fun we got a lot of stuff we're trying to go uh, through so we're gonna have fun in D games too um i haven't in a long time scuba has been wanting me to just scheduling mostly mm. just scheduling because i'm he's I, a busy guy i i am if i'm not busy then i am busy and then when i am busy i'm busy on top of that busy so and my busy is i get in my car and i leave and I never come back until it's time to work. So, <laughs> Marvel's Avengers. Avengers. Do a D and D in the Avengers world, or do Avenger oh. Avengers themed characters in D and D. That's a good twist. I could get behind that. I like it. I think we can find a way to make that work. I'm a storyteller. I can make everything work. And you got a lot. We got a lot of story. We're going to talk about this. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's not an RS thing. I'll tell you right now, it is not a Smith thing to burn down every building the players come across. I have seen that in many places. I've heard about it in many more. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not wholly unique to them. See. Burn down houses in the in video games everywhere. It's what was with a party of players burning down a house. Oh, one thing I like to do in Ghost of Tsushima is getting the enemies into a field and shooting my fire arrows in the field. That's just awesome. It's a good way to take out a lot of enemies out at once. So I rest my case. <laughs> I'm vicious in that game. Trust me. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there that show that I'm vicious. Speaking of burning things down, uh, this Sunday as well, uh, the agents of Short Crew, having completed Water Deep Dragon Heist, have decided to roll new characters and will be descending to Avernus. So they will start that adventure on Sunday. So I should have some interesting tidbits for that next week. Oh, yeah. Death House is probably just fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're good. We're good. We're good. We are good and go. You know, maybe that's another channel challenge. We need to get a community challenge. It's like if we hit a certain milestone, we'll get Rye to play a D&D one shot with us. Hey, kind of go never, from there. I, I do not not play because I don't want to. I know. Yeah. That's why that's why I'm thinking that's why I'm thinking small. We'll get you in a one shot. We'll do a one shot with you. Easy peasy, <laughs> lemon squeezy. Do I watch Ghosts of Saltmarsh or do I wait? Uh, yeah. I did a lot of burning in Assassin's Creed. That is true. 
That is true. You, you should watch our first season of Challenge Accepted and the uh, Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh. The uh, party was uh, quite inventive. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think we're uh, I think we're well on our way with D and D fun. So let's move on to the odds and ends. Oddies and indies, people. Can you guess what we'll talk about? Oh, a whole great number of things, I'm sure. <laughs> great number so, of things. Numero uno. Plus five. Oh, you're running a... Are you running a Vernus now, uh, FinK213? That is going to be interesting. Especially if you watch the Baldur's Gate uh, announcement and they talked about how they kind of went after the events of Descent to Avernus, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I love those Pokemon memes, or emojis. Those are so cool. Those are so cool. I may not do a 24-hour to do a charity game. I may just do another charity game, just as the D&D one-shot. And I know there's a few people I would love to ask to come to the table and for support, but I need to put out feelers and see who's available, who would be interested and when would be a good time. Question. Oh, Mayflower, sweetie, if you have to ask then you need to add a few things to that number because <laughs> Teens on Parade is quite capable of causing all kinds of havoc. But I would love to see Candy come back in for uh, for for a little 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 skirmish or two. They're enticing me with some some samurai ishness to get me to play dandy. Oh yeah, uh, Professor Penumbra has put together a Lionel character who's uh, going to be a samurai. Hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. That's uh, mixing in that uh, uh, mythic or the Theros book. Uh, we're also flavoring in some of the Acquisitions Incorporated stuff. So this Descent to Avernus is going to be wild and not just because it's going to Avernus. Those are so cool. I love the Pokemon things. <laughs> I saw a bunch of alerts for Pokemon, but that's kind of like somebody else's shtick, and I don't want to be like copying everybody just because I think it's cool. I want to kind of do some new things. Uh, but I love me some Pokemon. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was thinking of buying the Pokemon games on the Switch, but I already have too many games, so I'm good. You can never have too many games. That is true. Never. And Game Pass is going to make that a heck of a lot more fun. <laughs> Game Pass, you don't need to buy any games anymore. Mm-mm. Just saying. Well, I mean, there'll be a few you gotta you you'd buy, but Game Pass has got a lot of it, got a lot of stuff. So uh, enough to kind of goofing around there. Let's talk about some odds and ends. All right, what's the most uh, odd? Odds and ends are a collection of internet stories that Rye finds and sends to me, and then I will look at and go, okay, this is cute, this is weird, this is just awesome. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of times it is just wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start off with this first one. And this first one is about a wonderful woman in Michigan who, for the ripe young age of 103... Remember that, folks. 103 
decided for her that birthday she would go and get a tattoo. Yes, she did. And she got a little frog. <laughs> Isn't a whole lot with that, but I think it's really cool because, you know, a lot of people talk about when you're getting older and all that other stuff. And here she's still sunbathed. She's still out and about. She's still active. And she decided to go get her first tattoo at 103. And it's, a, it's I mean, that's a cool looking little frog, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's very fun and interesting. And it just uh, springs to the idea that you just, no matter how old you are, just go out and have fun and do things. And just like she, just like her going out there at 103 getting the tattoo, it just shows that she's still living life as, as much as she was at a younger age. And I, I just love that. Oh, yeah. Now, maybe we should do a mod D&D game. I got a few mods, got some hosts, got some staff. Let's do, maybe I could do that. Thinking about it. Think about it. Actually, I probably won't be hard to say, hey, when do you guys want to play? I'll make time. But we'll go from there. Alrighty. Story number two. Numero deuce. Alright. You remember this little place called Blockbuster? Yes, I do remember. I used to I used to go there a lot to get and rent movies. It was my frequent place. And they used to rent consoles and stuff too. Yeah. And then there was a little cameo inside Captain Marvel where you know they went to a blockbuster. Oh yeah, it brought back memories. But then we remember Blockbuster kind of died. It completely vanished from the face of the earth. Not true. Well, well yeah. There were there were a few stores left. And it dwindled down to one. Yes, the, uh, there's a few stores in Alaska, and then there was a store in Bend, Oregon. Well, the stores in Alaska closed. So all that was left was this one that was in Bend, Oregon. And they decided to turn it into an Airbnb spot. Yes, they did. So you can uh, rent this. This is good. This will be three one night stays, and the cost is four dollars plus applicable taxes and service fees. Four dollars, the same price as a movie rental back in the day. <laughs> yes. So this Airbnb, as uh, reported on NBC News, um, quote: "Your Airbnb host uh, and will stock the shelves with all the movies your heart could desire before handing over the keys." The release statement says. But there is a couple catches in this. Couple catches. Give it to me. All right. So they said, um, guests, uh, uh, quote, guests will be asked to adhere to local guidelines, restrictions in place amid the coronavirus pandemic, including wearing masks uh, and all that good stuff. But the kicker is, and in order to minimize health risk, quote, only residents from Bend and its county of the Chutes will be eligible to rent the store for a stay. So that's the only kicker. I guess Still. I got to move to Oregon, I guess. I guess so. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, at least visit it because I would love to see a fully functional blockbuster. Just, just, for, um, just for memories. And we have to note that this is a privately owned blockbuster video. So. Yes. And they are, um, they are still booming because um, if you go further in this article, they talk about the store has, quote, received overwhelming support in the weeks surrounding the premiere and needed extra help to process an influx of online orders. So it's still booming somewhere out there in Oregon. 
<laughs> so if anybody wants to take a road trip, I got a car and I like to drive. Let's oh, go. there's a lot of places. There's a the Wall Outlet Store in South Dakota. I would love to go back and visit again. You know, a store that I would love if, if I could find one. I don't think it still exists. It's Suncoast. I lived in that store. Suncoast <laughs> was my store. You could find the rarest martial arts and animes in that store. So that's fair. I do. I do vaguely remember it. I wasn't into it much, but here's something else. Nostalgic wise, let's talk about video classic video game cabinets, and Speaking let's talk about nostalgia. old school Neo Geo. Neo Geo. This uh, this right here, Neo Geo has uh, released a couple of little throwback console arcade boxes. This one though is probably one they should have led with, and this is the SNK Neo Geo MVSK, which is a full size arcade cabinet with fifty games that you can get for five hundred bucks. It has like a seventeen inch LCD screen, uh, over fifty titles. And the thing is that the the top unit we see in this picture is 450. Yes. And then for an additional $50 for this bundle, you can get the stand that makes it puts it at the at a full size arcade cabinet uh height. Uh normally the additional piece is like $100 by itself, but again, this bundle and it's like this just is kind of cool. Oh yeah. It's so fun and energetic and it's just it's a great it brings back a lot of nostalgia but this is a great a device where it is focused on video game preservation so having you know the industry you know they're re-releasing all this stuff you know old games and stuff but it also proves you know showing a way that the video game industry is preserving their history yes um, so and i remember the, the neo geo as a console that you could try and own it did not sell very well considering it got beaten to a pulp by Nintendo and Sega. Oh yeah. But Neo Geo had some really outstanding graphics back then. Oh yeah, they were like at the top of the game within that 2D uh and 2D realm and they had a lot of good variety of games, fighting shooters, um, drivers, all kinds you know, of fun all stuff. stuff, you know, from like King of Fighters to Metal Slug to Samurai Showdown, Fatal Fury. Oh, I could just go down and down this list. Um, but yeah, this is cool. Yes, and it will be available November of this year. So check it out, people. I've already yeah. saved the home link to my page, so I am ready. <laughs> I am ready to purchase this. Now we just got to... Before we were so rudely interrupted by, you know, technology being technology, we were talking about AMC. Yeah, we'll and, start there. It's okay yeah, we'll just start with AMC again, then we'll move on to probably the real reason the technology decided to give us a fit um and no it wasn't the decepticons this time uh amc is going to be reopening their theaters next week or this weekend is it this week right or next tomorrow. week tomorrow tomorrow they're reopening yes. tomorrow so amc is going to allow all their tickets to be 15 cent a ticket then uh the next day it'll be up to five dollars for their legacy film showings and then it'll new releases will be ten dollars depending on the market and go from there and this is all part of the fact that AMC theaters opened in 1920. So taking a moment to think about, wait a minute, 15 cent a film a hundred years ago. And now I got to spend an average of $15. Wait, what? Yeah, that is a heavy, heavy increase in inflation, but you know, um, that's what happens when time moves forward. 
you know, yeah. things go up. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of want to think about the uh, think back to Time Cop with uh, Van Damme <laughs> and the guy who rolled went back to the early 1900s to bet on the stock market to get certain things. Oh, we are 25% complete to our community challenge. Awesome. Giggity, giggity. There we go. I like it. Yeah. 100 years, 100 for... It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, it's interesting. And I'm already, like like I said, we're going to go see New Mutants next weekend. So I'm already seeing the normal prices again. So, But that's a new movie, and I like the Dolby Cinema. So kind of, yeah. I'm not going to complain. Oh, yeah. yeah, Demolition Man too. Oh, yeah. So but Demolition Man wasn't so much about the stock prices as the time jump, but more the fact that part of that opening sequence in Time Cop, there was the guy who was betting on the stock market, <laughs> comparing a modern newspaper to a newspaper of the 1920s and determining which stocks are still there and then which ones to bid on, knowing that they'll still be there back when the stocks were like stupid low. So, I mean, if you think about it, if you could go back in time to a point where you could buy stock in, say, Apple, Amazon, knowing, or Google, ABC, knowing what they would be now, if you could go back and do that. Or Netflix. Even, even, you don't even go that far back. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Spotify. Ooh, a bard. For a D&D game, a bard? Oh, I love bards. They're so cool. Tesla. That's a good pick. That's a very good one. one. Overpriced. Overvalued. Not overpriced. Overvalued. But still, you can make quite a bit of money with Tesla right now if you had gotten in on the ground floor. I love walking in those Tesla car dealerships because when I sit in those cars and look at them, I feel like I'm in those sci-fi films. Yeah, Facebook would be another one if you could get in on the ground floor. I remember back when I was in... 11th grade 11th grade yeah i was back in 11th grade and we were talking and the teacher had said you know he wished he could have got into disney a few years prior when disney stock was down near ten dollars a share because they had just suffered uh all of the shenanigans with aladdin and rob williams and some of the other stuff going on and their stock stock had dipped yeah and then getting it in that and then thinking about what their stock is now and just thinking about all those years of growth. Well, that would have been crazy. I think they're, I don't know where it dipped because of COVID, but it could have been a good time to grab it. So. Uh, buying stock during COVID was a great idea if you had the funds to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of these companies are going to bounce back. But I don't play the stock market, so I don't either. I'll, Oh uh, no, I do. I just don't do. I just don't do it much. I grab, I hold, and I never let go. I did uh, look at my four hundred one k the other day, so it's sitting pretty. So that's all I care about. Hey, every time you add a new decimal spot, it's a good day. Yes. <laughs> it's like okay, let me just watch it grow. Yes, it did. Yeah. Can't see the. Can't unsee the googly eyes. <laughs> no, you can't. I'll tell you something else you can't unsee or can't unthink about. And that is this dude. He's coming so, for you. So why do I have a picture of Galactus up and talking know. about odds and ends? Oh, yeah. It's because a recent uh, paper was published that 
a group of scientists studying uh, 10 years worth of data from one of the space telescopes discovered that a cloud a nebula in a galaxy in a region of our galaxy, about 15,000 light years from us, had something that they can best describe as a heartbeat. Bum, bum. Yeah. Bum, and bum. what's even scarier bum, bum. about that heartbeat bum, is bum. that bum, bum. it bum, is bum. um bum, bum. Bum, bum. seems to be bum, beating bum. along with the rhythm bum, of a bum. neighboring black hole. Yeah. And by neighbor, I mean like a hundred light years from the, the, the cloud. But yes. of course, you know, the internet being the internet, and pulp culture being pulp culture, what's the what's the reaction to this wonderful, interesting news of science? Galactus is coming. Okay. Yes. So we are being having a very stark, nerdy, heavy eye on this heartbeat because we all know what might happen. And being that it's 2020, anything's possible. So. I mean, come on. I mean, what else? I mean. And I don't think it's a galaxy far, far away because it's only 15,000 light years. So it's still technically within our galaxy. Yes. So it's close enough to do be dangerous, but maybe not in our lifetime. But still, of all the creatures in pop culture to find out in space, we got to find the world eater. Really? Yes, it's just it's just funny. Well, if we see a guy running around on a flying around on a surfboard over Manhattan in the next in the coming months, then I think we can take this as a serious deal. Yeah, if it comes closer and we start to see an actually um, sentient being of some kind coming closer, yeah, it's time to just. Uh, I couldn't. I could time. not hold that serious any longer. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! Is strong with Professor. I like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bump bump. All right. <laughs> that was odds and ends. All those wonderful stories that we talk about and find on the internet because you know rabbit holes are big, and I find them all. <laughs> rabbit holes, he says. Rabbit holes, he says. That's the only kind of hole I can fit in. Okay, moving on. So, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> now that we've had all that fun, uh, any questions or comments from the chats anything that we have not addressed yet? Anything to ask the scuba or the rye? Unless you want to go down that rabbit hole more. Alrighty. So, 100 years and $100 times 100 for it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I saw that earlier. So. <laughs> I love Anybody? all these emojis. These emojis oh, are so awesome. Oh, I got a lot of them. I can post a lot. Do, 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 do. Uh, emojis are so cool. Need more emojis. Emojis are fun. So is um just a question to the chat. Anybody going to venture out to the theaters in the next coming months? How about just the next week or so? I mean, we got that new movie with uh, Daisy Ridley and or Daisy Riley and Russell Crowe. Unhinged. Actually, yeah, that actually opens this weekend. Yeah, it does. Yes. So I was thinking of seeing that, but I have another couple, another movie on the, on my mind for this weekend. Um, it's going to either be, um, either um the rental on Prime or Project Power, that new Jamie Foxx movie that just dropped. So it's going to be between those two. It's a toss up. 
There is a really very cool sci-fi module on Kickstarter right now called Dark Matter. Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting. Yes, uh, Professor. You. Uh, one of the things is is that AMC is requiring people to wear masks um, into the theaters. Um, probably watching the movie. Obviously, if you're eating popcorn, you got to take it off. But pretty much anywhere and everywhere you go, a mask is required. Oh, that sucks, Zip. Uh, feel for you, man. You know, maybe we should do a watch party here on the channel sometime. Yeah, we should do a watch party. I'm down for that. You guys down for that? No, I'm sorry. We can All watch right. something interesting on any of the streaming platforms. Mm, but it's Twitch, so we and they're owned by Amazon, so we can do an Amazon Prime watch party. Mm. And it won't get us in trouble. Same. Maybe. Lots of cool stuff. You know, maybe we can do an old school. Let's go watch you No know, Knives Out or something. I wouldn't mind watching uh, Knives Out again. Knives That's, Out was fun. Oh, yeah. That was a great movie. All these great ideas for things to do to add more content to hang and hang out with the community and, you know, do fun things. Because yeah, I want to do fun things. Uh, shoot out different ideas for us to do. Because, like I said, like Scuba said, we're trying to expand in some new content, create some new shows. Hey, Zip, why don't you uh, toss over uh, if you're, do you just, do you just start following us? That's awesome. We do have a Discord. Uh, we do have spots in there to post things for Kickstarters and stuff on Dick, on in our Discord server. So come on, check it out. Let's continue that conversation there. Uh, Miss Howl's Moving Castle. That's a good film, but I don't want to get into any kind of issue so if it's on amazon prime i can do it if not i'm not too sure i can stream hbo max without getting in trouble yeah because um hbo max is still not on the fire stick yet but if you you can still access hbo with well, your login it's keeping in mind we have all those all those copyright things and technically if i were to stream a stream one stream and Amazon Prime is nice because it's tied in and allows you to do it. But if I were to stream something else and I could get in trouble with that for violating uh, copyright, because I mean, granted it's free, but on the same token, subscribers pay to support. So I'm sure that's a gray area. And yeah. best thing to do with legalese is avoid legalese. Yes. Just stay within the means that work. That's, I mean, that's my thought. Uh, oh, there we go. Thank you, Shad. Uh, thank you to all of our mods, Mayflower, Shad, Saladin, Shadow Mains, if, he, if you guys are lurking about on the inter internets. It's always nice to have you guys here. Your help is always appreciated. Speaking of dropping links, uh, self-promotion, selfless, selfish. Oh, whatever. that's right. We got to do that. Oh, yeah. But I think we have a, uh, a bank command for you now. Yeah, but yeah. All the reviews I do on here, I do post them on my website, ridereviews.com. I have a lot of reviews on there you want to read. I have different perspectives on things, too. Um, everything's well organized, so if you wanted to go back to see what I thought about Argyle, Wolf of Wall Street, um, any of the Avengers movies, you can check it out. See, there we go. There's Oh, that command should be working. Why is it not? There's the, oh, there's the, the S. Movie, the Shadow. I don't know. I'm looking. Let me look. The shadow? Yeah. Ooh, old school. I am looking for you now. I see 
I see stuff. I see the shadow. I don't just don't know which one. Uh, that would probably be the one with Alec Baldwin. Am I right? It, it's a, it's not on Prime. It's a Cinemax. It's a film on Cinemax. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Old school shadow, old school comics, always fun. Oh yeah, it's on. Uh, you can get it through Prime, but only if you have a Cinemax subscription with them. Mm, that may not be on the list for the watch party. There's a lot of other movies we can probably do. Um, let's go back home. I'm trying to bring. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of films we can watch up on here. Um, some crazy ones. Uh, um. Tell you what, we're gonna do. I'm gonna do a poll in the Hotel Discord. Artemis Crawl. Warrior. Knives Out is on here. I would definitely wouldn't mind watching that again. That was hilarious fun. I took my watch list. <laughs> See, I'm already going down a rabbit hole. Rabbit hole? Yeah. See, that's how far I've gone down. I can't even say it. Alrighty, so. We'll uh, see about doing a watch party. I'll probably put a poll or two up in the Discord to see when would be a good time to try and pull that and what uh, what a movie recommendation is. Oh yeah, and if you have a movie recommendation for me to review, just let me know. Yep, give us a shout in the uh, give him a shout at Rye in the Discord uh, for movies, or go to the Discord channels for the studio and uh, put some comments in there. Let's continue that conversation there. It. But I am excited for the theater's opening because I can get back into the groove of things for the most part. Ah, uh, the not shadow. Only- the shadow is a callback to an old comic book character, oh, Professor Chili. We should do Knives Out. Dag says never heard of Knives Out. Oh, oh buddy! Oh snap! There we go. Game set match. We are going to do a Knives Out watch party as a test to see how that goes. And we will go from there. Tau. Have I seen Tau Netflix original? What is that? Let me go ahead and bring up my Netflix app. Mm-hmm. Gotta love Windows 10. Just bring up the app. What is it called? Tau? Is that what he said? Tau. Yep. Tau. Let me see. I have not watched this. Kidnapped by an investor who uses her as a test subject to perfect. His robotic AI, a street smart young woman, tries to escape her high tech prison. Hmm. I will add it to my list, and I will definitely watch it. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion. We'll uh, keep that up. There was a suggestion that uh, earlier about a new show on HBO Max. I think I will try and catch the first episode. And Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft, um, dang it, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Yes, that is one that is on my deck too. Yeah, the shadow was an old school radio program. It was an old school comic character, nineteen forties type uh, era. Um, movie came out about the same time as Darkman, which was uh, Liam Neeson's uh, superhero antihero thing. Um, but yeah, it's good movies all around. Wow, all right. I think we, I think we did a good job tonight. Oh yeah. I think we did good, even with the shuttering of the internet. Oh, uh, you know, that happens. Technology, people. Technology. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gotta find a way to stabilize it or add hey, some additional can, GPU stuff. Oh yeah, I can enjoy. I can enjoy Campy if it's done right. Hmm. 
but yeah there's a lot of stuff i have all the streaming services i even did the free version of a peacock probably not going to watch anything there but i just wanted to see what it looked like teenage bounty hunters on netflix yep it's a series yeah uh, professor's been talking about it in the discord so i'm definitely it's on my list professor just a matter of getting to it because i love my animes uh, yes mayflower knives out should be a movie that you can watch um i have the movie poster up here because i thought it was just great hilarious fun yeah it's not a i, I don't believe it was a radar movie so it doesn't no it doesn't i think it was pg-13 moments but it it's a twist on the whodunit uh uh plot uh plot device so if you've seen a movie like clue then you would get an understanding but it does a twist to it so it's really good and probably yeah, ryan not, johnson is one of ryan johnson's finest written and directed works knives out is pg-13 so it is perfect content for our channel we try and keep ourselves as family friendly as possible in as many situations because hey we're just a lot of good people hanging out having fun even though good boys was a funny raunchy i'm sorry i went back to it i i but yeah we could talk about Question. it you have a you have a course yes i have seen snowpiercer the movie and it was when i i do have a review for it uh on my page go to ridereviews.com and check it out um it was when it came out that movie was an underrated film that came out that summer um it and was already redone it yeah i think they was, redid it as supposedly as like a series or yes, something on netflix it's like i'm sorry yeah, i like the film version I don't. Is it on Netflix? I don't remember. Where it's I think at, it but. is. I know they redid it as a series, yeah. but honestly, I just like the one with Chris Evans. That was. It was nice because it was an indie film, so didn't yeah. have a lot of those influences. Yeah, it was a very, it was a very underrated film. It it played with a lot of interesting kind of tropes that is mostly found in Asian cinema and series, but they combined it with 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 an American setting, and it was just great. And just knowing. The twist that happened in it just made it even better. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Snowpiercer is supposed to be a dystopian type film. Uh, basic premise is the is the is there's a new ice age, and the only way for humanity to survive was to get on a train that circumvented the glo the globe all the time. And on the train, you have this caste system. The wealthier in the front, the poorer in the back, and they have to deal with the. It's very dystopian, and a riot ensues. But it's good. It's a good film. It's not heavy on the special effects, not heavy on a lot of those things. But it's a really interesting film. Um, definitely, uh, def definitely one to check out. Not necessarily a hundred percent kid friendly. Sorry to our younger viewers. Yeah, it's not but, very kid-friendly, but it's very methodical and very conscientious of of being... Um, it does a lot of societal analyzation, but does it through a very ambitious window. Oh, Mayflower. Uh, I totally get you on Princess Bride. My best friend and I from high school, because we were both theater kids, or we lived in the theater at the time. Anyways, we would, during our... During one of our productions, I think we were doing Anything Goes. He and I would do the sword fight 
that you see in the first part of the film and we would quote it line for line and we did it so often and so much <laughs> that when we did our end of the year uh, kind of spoof awards for the th for the uh for the different thespians that was written into the uh spoof uh one act where he and i would do the sword fight across the stage uh, but yeah we would have the lines and we would just like in that whole scene because it was just so much fun and i like swords so just some um uh fun facts on snowpiercer hmm. um some fun facts on what no that's just uh that's just alexa don't worry about her oh, okay i got distracted okay so, uh fun facts on snowpiercer director of the movie alexa stop the director of the movie bong john who is the director of the award-winning uh, uh academy award-winning movie parasite from this year um and also it is Alexa, available stop don't worry about me just do oh, what you're doing okay i'm sorry <laughs> okay oh what what was i saying oh yeah uh bong jun who is the director of snowpiercer and is the director of the academy award-winning film parasite and if you have not checked out parasite check it out it's just as crazy uh snowpiercer the movie is available on netflix for streaming and the series is a 10 episode series that was uh, was premiered and shown on TNT this year. Ah. And Princess Bride is on Disney Plus right now. Yes, it is. Yes, Parasite is definitely a treat and I believe it's available for free on Hulu. So. So. All right, inconceivable. Alrighty, I think with that we will uh, wish you all the best and a good night and stay safe. Make sure you're keeping in contact with people. We're getting into month whatever of this pandemic, so people are still kind of huddling indoors. Some people are starting to crack from the pressure, so now is definitely a time to continue to reach out and support everybody. Yep. And. <laughs> uh yes anybody here here's my answer to peanut my post show snack don't judge me don't judge me all right <laughs> y'all have a great night thank you for hanging out with us and we will see you on our next stream peace y'all see that was faster to load all right i'm gonna shut the mics off now Y'all have a good night. Good night. Bye. Stay safe. All right.